Today's goddess is the Slavic mother goddess who is the guardian of woven destiny. She is Mokosh. Hello, goddesses. Welcome to episode number... It's 47. It is 47. All right. Goddess Chat with Leos. We are your hostesses. I am Gigi and this is the vivacious Nicole. I don't know what day of the week it is. Yeah. And um, she may not know what day of the week it is. I don't. She looks good. Oh, thank you. While I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Join us as we drink some tea or I wish I had some spirits right now and explore the meanings, legends and powers of this episode's goddess. And of course, if you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your chosen listening service. You can find us on Instagram at goddesschatleos, or you can email us at goddesschat at yahoo.com. And the best way to show your support for the show is to rate and review, but also word of mouth is priceless. We love those mouths. Keep yap, spreading yap, the yap. word. Yappity yap. Yappity yap about the goddesses. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, you ready to, uh, I, I almost said, are you ready to grab your goddess? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to grab my goddess. All right. Yes. All right, everyone, grab your goddess. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, it's going to be a fun one today. I know. Isn't it? I did your tagline instead of mine. I know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> instead of like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. But I think you said, let's do this. So I did. Yeah. We, so we, we kind of like switched to t- places. Oh, and I've got dogs barking. So sorry about that, people. Oh, that's okay. And they're not even mine. Eating. They're the neighbors. <gasps> <gasps> Neighbor doggies. Yeah. No. Audacity. Living Odd. your life while Dacity. I record. Jeez. I know. God, don't they know who we Goodness. are? No, they just think that we just sit here and scream at our children. Well, in this household, you know. <laughs> Which is not far off. I mean, no, it really is. No, yeah. Well, you know, we've been a household of um, being sick. Like yes. I said, um, that's why we took a break for a minute there. We've been getting sick a lot. So we just got another good old head cold. <laughs> so I might sound a little congested, but I think I'm almost done with it. And uh, my son decided to take a nap. And yesterday he napped for two and a half hours, which he hasn't done in months. So <sighs> he's I'm needing so it right now. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So we'll see. He wanted to go to bed early. Yesterday's nap was like 1 p.m. Today he's like 1130. I'm, I'm tired, mommy. Okay. Go to sleep. You're like, fantastic. Right. Let's get you in bed. Yes. I love so, it. Hopefully yeah. we're done with these spring illnesses. How's your household's so. health? Our, everyone's fine. Good. Just, you know doing their jinx i swear you are a hot mess today this cat is <laughs> killing me she likes to get the little q-tips that i have when i put glitter on different hair flowers and stuff uh-huh. and she just eats them and she bats them around and she's like i am your queen well that's her job yeah i think she collects them um yeah. you know everyone's good we had a nice little holiday weekend that's right it was a holiday for those yeah. that celebrate easter or passover or whatever there was lots of goodies over the weekend um we did easter bunny stuff my son was very specific in what he wanted for the whole week prior he's like mommy please make sure the easter bunny doesn't forget me (laughs) and then he said i want a chocolate bunny a chocolate egg and a chocolate doggy 
So um, I thought that that was just a one-off, but then he repeated himself oh boy. with the same three requests yeah. a couple more times. And I'm like, where on earth am I going to find a chocolate dog during Easter time? Yeah. Everything is like birds and bunnies and ladybugs. This is my, and my little chick. Mm-hmm. So I had to find like an artisan chocolatier place in a bougie area and get a two-inch mm-hmm chocolate doggy <laughs> Am I for almost like nine dollars <laughs> but he wanted that chocolate dog and he took one bite of it and that was it but he got his wish from he got his chocolate doggy i know the, the easter bunny even yep. though it's not like a, a thing we really like practice religiously i think it's just more tradition from our family at this point but yeah well, yeah I mean, it's the ostara bunny too mm-hmm. i guess you can I know I'll have to start I know but it was funny because my aunt is very religious and you know no harm or like negative thoughts to anyone that has any different belief system but she um I think has gotten wind of our podcast and she sent me um a little uh Christian pamphlet with a bunch of stuff about the holy week and um just spitting out verses and um i think she's just trying to save my soul um fun yay (laughs) hey you know what everybody needs to be safe so let's just (laughs) be like i need a little bit of saving here thank you did you do anything special we made this um this is for your aunt this creepy demonic looking easter bunny head (laughs) so um Chris's mom, her tradition is to make uh, an Easter bunny head. And so she'll Does she make you know, it out of red velvet cake. No, that would oh next year. Ideas. <laughs> so she uses white cake mix and then she'll put just white frosting and coconut and then you decorate the bunny okay. all cute. Yes. Like well, the lambs that went yeah. viral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this one though, uh, my 15 year old was helping. And so we just uh, leaned into a demonic bunny because the only um, frosting I could find was this red glitter frosting. And I was like, all right, well, we're doing red eyes then. Let's do this. <laughs> so it ended up looking like a mixture of Pennywise and a bunny. I like it. But, you know, lots yeah. of white bunnies have red eyes. True. Very true. And my, so. my guinea pig had red eyes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not that creepy, but... Um, my sister Brandy, um, you know, she's very gothic and alternative. And so she said it was happy creepster um, instead of Easter. So, um, <laughs> hey, Brandy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, I like the aspect of Easter, of which is basically what I love about Ostara is the, the egg dying, the egg Exactly. Hunts, it's, the, it's the pagan the side of it. Spring. Yes, exactly. A lot of people forget that these are all pagan-based rituals. There's yeah. no giant bunny that lays eggs in the Bible. No. So, um, or anywhere, um, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Besides the story of Ostara and her falling in love with her bird lover that gets transformed into a bunny, which makes sense, right? Yes, exactly. Right? Remember that episode we did last if year, you, people? If you if didn't you listen to, to that episode, oh, go yeah, back yeah, and yeah, learn about the creepy Easter bunny. <laughs> yeah, creepy Easter bunnies. But yeah, no, so it was, it was good. It was a really nice kind of quiet. And then we went over my dad's and we had some Chinese food because that's what you do on Easter. No, I don't know. Oh, um, I love it. And yeah, no, it was just, it was good. 
You know what? The Nothing Chinese crazy. food reminds me of the traditional Christ, uh, um, um, Christmas meal that a lot of yes. people do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like the, the from Chinese the Christmas restaurants story. are open. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's right. And actually it was funny because I saw something from a Chinese restaurant in New York. And um, I think it was for like the Jewish community or, or people that don't celebrate Christmas. And they're like, we don't understand that you um, have other things that you um, worship or believe in, but we appreciate that you come and support us on Christmas when you're not, you know, because you don't yeah. celebrate Christmas. So thank you for supporting our restaurant, <laughs> like essentially. So you're like, thank you. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, I guess that's a good thing. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. just keep getting higher. Okay, Toki. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh God. <laughs> we're gonna be hitting those notes like mariah carey next (laughs) oh lord 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 help me um speaking of speaking of i don't know why i went to that one but um today's goddess is in honor of the not in honor that was terrible let me rephrase that is um basically because of i can't wow did you did you hear that whole thought I process did, that went through? I did, and I think I understand where you're going. I think so. To... Basically, Gigi and I have been, you know, like many other people in the world, very touched and upset by the the war that's happening in the Ukraine, and so we wanted to um, spotlight a uh, Slavic Ukrainian goddess. Mm-hmm. We so... want to just bring light to the beautiful mythology and history that is being just demolished over there right now but luckily we all still have our voices we all still have our pictures and Mm -hmm. we can pass on the history and all of the stories still and and rebuild once this is done absolutely and um uh, over at nikoko creations my hair flower business um we did a uh thing where i made three different types of flowers and all proceeds went to um a charity to, you know, help, um, those in Ukraine. And I was able to donate over $500. That is amazing. I love it. Actually, you know, what we can do is we can, um, link this episode to that charity as well. Possibly we can see if they have an Instagram, if we can't find their charity, but another, okay, perfect. So I'll see if they have an option for a fundraising thing on Instagram and we can link our, um, our image for this, um, episode on our Instagram with a donation link if people want to donate directly to that as well. Yes. We just did another donation through um, the, for the nature conservancy, which was um, a organization that the magic market was um, raising funds for through yes. their, um, their um, Ostara boxes that they put out. And um, we raised $45 for that this past round. So that's something. Oh, and I think I'm I need let... to order one of those. Are they oh, still... you know what? I don't think they have a, a new box up yet. But, oh, good. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, oh, wait, but... was the last one I got the Ostara? Yes. Oh, no, yes. that was in bulk. In bulk. Sorry. Yes. Was it in bulk? Okay. I think so. No, I we did, just did it at this beginning of this year. It was Ostara. I thought they did in bulk. Uh-oh, Leo's at an impasse. No, because it was just this year for their last um, event was what the boxes were for. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Was it in bulk? It I was did. in bulk. <laughs> was it? But they. I went to the Ostara yeah. event, didn't I? But they had, yeah, I mean, it could have been that it was that event. But no, I'm that's right. Sure. They did in bulk. They skipped Ostara. 
Are they going to oh do Beltane? Uh, they're, yes, they have Beltane this Saturday. They're doing the Magic Market this Saturday for Beltane. Oh, yes. Go. So some of their events they're doing, not every um, uh, Sabbath of the Wheel of the Year, they're not participating okay. for every single one. So that's why we're confused. So I'm really yeah. sorry for butchering that. Um, <laughs> no, Juliet. you did beautiful. Um, <laughs> you did beautiful. Wow. We did raise some funds. And we helped raise some more and we can do that again for another charity. So let's just keep it going. Let's, let's help raise funds for people. Absolutely. If we can. That's right. Raise mm, that money. Yeah. In city. <laughs> no, right. All right. I'm, <laughs> I gotta get this going in my head. Um, this one's mine today. So I apologize. And I hope I say everything correctly. I love everybody. I think you can do it. I think I so. believe in you. Okay. And I'm here for a little bit of support. I have a few of them that I tried to understand. Okay. To I don't start. know why I'm scared. All right. Well, don't are you ready? Scared. Are you ready, ready to chat ready. about this goddess? Yes. Yee! All right. Let's do this. Yay! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we totally forgot to mention that we have a special guest interview today. Yes. On this episode. Yes. So we actually have Julia Haddis of Witchcraft Cocktails. We're going to chat with her later. And, you know, it's going to be a very special interview because she has a lot of strong connections with the goddess Mokosh. So I'm very excited for this. Me too. I'm excited about the alcohol drink. I know, right? Let's oh. listen to that later. So stay right. tuned. Sounds good. Our sources for today's goddess are Britannica.com, EncyclopediaofUkraine.com, FeminismAndReligion.com. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Thoughtco.com. The book that the books that we um, referenced were The Divine Feminine by Annette Pierso and Israel Gonzalez, The Encyclopedia of Spirits by Judica Illis, The Encyclopedia of Goddesses and Heroines by Patricia Monaghan or Monahan. And um, her name is pronounced Mokosh, also known as Mokosh, Mokosha, and Mokoj. And the origins of the name are Slavic. Her name is connected on the one hand with spinning and plating, and on the other with moisture. Other sources say that the name itself is derived from the word combination of Matikota, the mother of the cat, that is, mother of good fortune. And also roots of the word being Friday. So she's kind of got some Freya um, yeah, in her as well. That's right. Mother of the cat. Mm -hmm. The cats and Friday. So look the at that. Cats and the Friday and the soup. It's been, I don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Okay. Well, um, her appearance and what surviving images we have of Mokosh are rare. Although they were stone monuments to her beginning at least as long as go as the 7th century. A wooden cult figure in a wooded area in the Czech Republic is said to be a figure of her. And historical reference say that she had a large head and long arms. And a reference to her connection is with spiders and spinning, which makes me think of the spider woman as well. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, I, I was going to oh, say a lot of these old goddesses, um, uh, everything's, you know, connected with spinning and weaving yes. the universe and weaving yes. everything. I love it. And I think the reason why there are so rare um, of surviving images of her is when I was looking at one of the quick videos about how to pronounce it, um, apparently a lot of people in Slavic um, history 
said that they never worshipped female deities. They never had goddesses. They only had Mm -hmm. gods and masculine figures. But they would constantly just try to silence the ideas of these female deities that they had. But this one is in there. She is one of them. We just got to bring more light to her. And she is the great mother. So, yes, she she definitely has her hand in everything as well. That's right. All right. Here we go. Some legends and mythologies. God, our horns are sad. (laughs) (laughs) Or let's do like, oh my God. And then James wakes up from his nap. Damn it. No. <laughs> Damn, yeah. All right. So as Gigi was saying, she is an ancient spirit, but was also the preeminent female deity of the latter official Slavic pantheon. I'm very proud I got to say all those words. Good job. I, I know. I'm so big. Okay. Of the seven original primordial deities that comprise Slavic mythology, only the supreme. Are you ready for this, Gigi? I'm ready. I'm ready. Moist. Chris would hate this. Moist Mother Earth, Mokosh, is female. Yes, she is. That's right. Female and proud. All right. Trigger warning. If you are triggered by the word moist, we're going to use it a lot. She is the sorry. goddess of moisture. Of moisture. Sorry. <laughs> and dampness. And dampness. Yeah. Damp. Sorry, guys. Moist. We're going to get it all out. Come on. All the, so. <laughs> we're not, I don't know if we're going to talk about panties, though. Are we? <laughs> Why do people have such an issue with panties? I think it's the cutest word. I think some like people I do. said before, I think it's the hard consonants. Because when you say moist, damp, panties, panties. you know, yeah. like, so, yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's what, that's my theory. So sorry, again, trigger warnings. Yes. We are not um, shaming you. It's okay if you don't like things in the world. Okay. Yeah. So just uh, plug your ears. I don't know. We want you to listen. Um, <laughs> plug, plug. Wait. Yeah. Plug your eyes. But keep your we, ears open. Maybe we should do. Uh, that'd be funny if we could make like an edited one, like a beep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like we're cussing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay. her role encompassed various aspects of European culture, functioning as a patron of fertility protector of sheep and cattle or as Gigi calls them beefs beef the beef yes and the guardian of woven destiny woven destiny that's a pretty badass name yes I mean we love 80s hair bands and their songs so yeah (laughs) so her her titles could be moish mother earth moish moish mother earth (laughs) moish moish mother earth um that's a hard one. Okay. Someone's got mush mouth. Mush mouth McGee. All right. Red feather, Mo- yellow yes. leather. Red feather, yellow leather. Moko, Moko, Mokosh <laughs> spins the thread of fate and determines the future of all things. Symbols associated with her include the spindle and cloth and the sacred tree or pillar. Oh. There are many goddesses in the various Indo-European pantheon who reference spiders and spinning. Historian Mary Kilburn Matosian, ooh, I did it. You did it. Uh, 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 doing a dance. Um, has pointed out that the Latin word for tissue, textre. Did you ever take Latin? No. I, I figured you would because you're smart. Uh, I took French. Oh, te- oh so textre. Yes. Okay, so text, text tray, I am assuming that's how text-tier. I say it. Text tear. Text tear. 
means to weave. And in several several derivative languages, such as Old French, a tissue yeah. means something woven. The act of spinning suggests, uh, suggests Matosian, um, that's the historian, yes. is to create body tissue. The umbilical, oh. yeah, the umbilical cord is the thread of life, transmitting, trigger warning, moisture, from the mother to the infant, twisted and coiled like the thread around a spindle. Wow. I know. I figured you'd like that, Mama. No, it's really interesting. If you ever have seen like images of the actual umbilical cord and the way the the makeup of it, uh-huh. it's really beautiful. It is like this spiral because it's like these two veins or arteries that like wrap around and become this like spiral together. It's really cool. Yeah. Did you get to see it or were you? No, my mom oh. took a picture of the placenta, but oh, I don't think. Is the placenta um, just as big as the kid? Pretty much. So after you give birth, they say that you lose about 12 pounds immediately Nice, because you're losing like what, like the average of seven, eight pounds of the baby. Mm -hmm. And then you're losing, um, a couple pounds from like just all the fluids and water weight fluids. Mm -hmm. And then the placenta is a few more pounds because it's just a giant organ of like blood. Essentially it's, it's an, you're, it's an, it's an organ you grow and then you expel it's so mind-blowing and fascinating and amazing what no, our bodies and, do. And the way it attaches in your uterus when you like deliver it afterwards, it's a gaping wound inside of your uterus. And that's mm-hmm. why you're bleeding for so like about, you could bleed up to six weeks postpartum. Ooh. And that's why we have maternity leave. And it's not because of the idea of like, oh, you need time to bond with your baby. You need to heal. You have an open gaping wound inside of your body that needs to physically heal. And yeah. people forget about these things. It's exactly. not just bonding time or nursing. Nursing is important. Bonding is important. But your body has to heal. So You went through a traumatic uh, experience. Mm-hmm. It's okay So many to- women die and have horrible situations like um a girl that we we've known over the years um actually almost died in childbirth this past year um and she just her husband had to watch them you know trying to bring her back to life she was bleeding out you know Mm -hmm. like it's just it's crazy how fast it can happen so i know we need to give women more credit and more credit well, I think we take it for granted. We really mm-hmm. do because it's so common, but because we watch a lot of those documentaries about like olden time and it's like pretty much one out of three women would die. Oh, yeah. In childhood. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. As we digress. So sorry. Recap. No, I love it. That umbilical cord thing, thread of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the final cloth of life is represented by the shroud or winding sheet wrapped around a corpse in a spiral as thread loops around a spindle. Ooh. So everything's kind of going back to this like spindle theory. Yes. Life. Makes me think of DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call those? Helio, hexi, oh, something right. tropes? I don't know. Whatever. I, I almost was smart. It almost <laughs> Yeah, happened. I don't remember. Heliotrope, I think that's a flower. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, yeah. Everything to me is flower. Yes. <laughs> so as a spirit of moisture, she was known to manifest within trigger warning, dampness. And I say it very Ohio, like yes. dampness <laughs> or liquids, especially though through rain invoked in times of drought. Rain is considered to be her milk. Oh, I love it. Yep. I like that. 
Although the great goddess has a variety of consorts. Great rawr, goddess, not great right. goddess. Great. Um, both human and animal. Ooh, okay. In her role as a primary Slavic goddess, Mokosh is the moist, sorry, trigger warning, moist <laughs> earth goddess and is set against and married to Perun. 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 As the dry sky thunder god. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yes. You got to, you know, balance it. Yin and yang. She is also linked to Velis. Velis. Velis in an adulterous manner. And um, Jarillo. Yarillo. Yarillo. The spring god of the earth, water, underworld, and livestock. Oh, interesting. She's uh, that mother earth. She's just like, hey. She's like, I'm a baby maker. (laughs) Let's make the babies. So some Slavic peasants felt it was wrong. See, I love this right Mm -hmm. here. I'm starting over again. Some Slavic peasants felt it was wrong to spit on the earth or beat it. During the spring, practitioners considered the earth pregnant. So before March 25th, and that was called the Lady Day, they would neither construct a building or a fence, drive a stake into the ground, or sow seeds. So when peasant women gathered herbs, they first lay prone and prayed to the Mother Earth to bless any medicinal herbs. I like that. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, are you doing that? Because you need to. If you listen to us still, you need to lay face down in prone position. And no, I I like the idea of of praying to the earth, you know, thanking the flower, thanking the herb for, you know, giving you sustainability. Yeah. And also just the honor and, Mm -hmm. um, and strength it had to hold back from building or sowing seeds or spitting up until that day. Like- yeah, you guys got to be very thoughtful of it. That's really That's interesting. Right. I do. You know, I mean, spitting on the ground, it's gross in itself just with my OCD. But I'm like, it's so disrespectful. I don't want to walk around in your spit. Poopy I did, heads. unfortunately, on the grass the other day because I had boogers in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking the dogs. I had nothing else. <laughs> you suck that down. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm, I'm judging James you over here. Me. He's like, mommy, why did you spit? <laughs> Good. I'm like, I had boogers in my mouth. <laughs> oh, no. And then oh. he tried to, he went afterwards. He's like, I did it too. I'm like, oh, great. It's like great. the monkey see, monkey do. I'm like, okay, yes, I have to not do that again. But I was like, it was like full of like that gross stuff. So sorry. <sighs> but it's after it's okay. March 25th. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? You get a pass this time. <laughs> So one myth connecting Mokosh with the flowering spring is when she was discovered sleeping in a cave by the spring god, Jarillo? Yarillo. Yarillo. Like, what, with a Y. Think of that. Yarillo. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? I want to say the Spanish way, Harillo. Oh, <laughs> yes. Was, so with whom she conceived the fruits of the earth Ooh. in the cave. Um, another myth tells how in the first springtime she conceived a child by a human man oh the boy became mokosh first priest and offered sacrifices of sheep when she rewarded or what she rewarded with dreams of how to shear and weave so he established the format of sacrifice with the first offering made to mokosh and the fertility goddess Prepelaga. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. Pre- one, sorry. P 
Lagga. To Lady Gaga. That's no. no let's see. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Pripilaga. Yeah, I would think so. Pripilaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her consorts are probably both the god of thunder, uh, Pirun. 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 Like an ooh. Pirun. And his opponent, uh, Viles. Yeah. The source, I, you know what's so funny is when I say a name, I get quiet because I'm like, is she going to correct me? Correct me. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I tried I to research to a correct. few, but then sometimes I miss them. Sorry. And I just write it and don't want to research how to say it. So it works out quite well. <laughs> the source of this goddess has not been established. Some argue she was originally Finno Ugric. 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 Okay. Finno Ugric. Others believe Mokosh was an aboriginal goddess from the area where she was first recorded, the region of, is it Kiev? Yes, Kiev. Kiev, which has been devastated, so Mm -hmm. our thoughts with them, well, and other things. Um, The difference between her and the other Russian earth goddess, uh, Zemina, Zemina, yeah, I'm not doing accents correctly. It's okay. Zemanya is not clearly established. So uh, there is actually, when you're doing the research on her, uh, there is a lot on the Russian earth goddess. Okay. And so they they have some parallels, like a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, countries. Of they're course. Mm-hmm. Similar, but just, you know, they're different. <laughs> wow, that was very prolific, Nicole. It's they're okay. similar, but different. <laughs> it's that famous uh that famous author you know we heard that quote from them in our last episode yes nicole <laughs> yes nicole sacconi uh you can find her on no one wants to print a book by her dot com dot org dot wordpress they are similar but different <laughs> um bumper stickers will now be no so as both, <laughs> as both mother earth and the defender of women mokosh uh remains deeply ingrained in the customs and daily lives of those who worship her. Once autumn approached, the harvest holidays would honor the divinity that she infused into the earth and all that thrived upon it. The spinning of thread represented more than just clothing and supplies. As we said before, just as an umbilical cord anchors life to the mother to provide vital moisture, so too does Mokosh uh, spin the thread of our lives to replenish our provisions. Because uh, Mokosh was a spinner, ceremonial cloths bore her embroidered image, a woman with a large head bearing a spindle. It's kind of an interesting image. Mm-hmm. If you actually Google some of the, because there's these beautiful aprons, you see this image. Um, her worshipers envisioned her spinning the threads of life. She was also the ruler of death as the dark earth into which the dead are placed. Mm. Although little is known of her worship, Mokosh has been interpreted as a force of fertility. She is also the protector of spinning, tending sheep and wool, patron of merchants and fishmen, fishermen, well, fishmen. fishmen. (laughs) You know those fishmen. I'm a fishman. Yes. (laughs) Of fishermen who protects cattle from plague, people from drought, disease, drowning, and unclean spirits. She's kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah, but like, I want to know who the unclean spirits are. Uh, What makes you unclean? (laughs) True. Is it like a morality thing? Yeah, I wonder. Is it like a physical filth or did they roll around in poop? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't know. 
Sheep are her sacred animal, embodied the nature of new life and the vulnerability that accompanied it. As a as a result, Mokosh was said to favor anyone who showed true compassion and care to the sheep they owned. Aww. Which you should. Mm -hmm. Jeez. During the Christianization of Europe with, uh, throughout the early Middle Ages, the worship of Mokosh went, underwent a heavy transformation. Her characteristics began to be transferred to various Christian deities, such as St. Uh, Pitka, St. Parakiva, Parashkiva, and then Pianitsa. Pianitsa? Pianitsa. However you say things with a little, like, twist at the end, it sounds good, because I just it sound Italian. And she was also linked and kind of worshipped almost as the Virgin Mary. So we've seen that before. We've done a Mother Mary episode, too, so check it out. Which is kind of interesting that a lot of uh, female deities that end up becoming when, you know, the Christians colonize, they become the Virgin Mary. Yes. Yes. Um, this also reminds me of Bridget. Mm -hmm. How, you know, it's St. Bridget. Definitely. When the Kedian rule or Rush emperor, Vladimir I, known as Vladimir the Great, just in case anyone didn't know how cool he was, <laughs> um, in his uh, Kiev uh, why can't I say that word? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Sanctuary erected statues of the Slavic pantheon in 980 CE. Only one goddess was honored. Although Vladimir converted to Christianity and destroyed the idols. So she was represented, but then they took her away. However, despite the widespread movement to replace archaic, uh, or is that how you say it? Yes. Archaic uh, gods and goddesses, Slavic women persisted in their endeavors to keep the spirit of Mokosh alive. This agitated Christians' uh, authorities, who complained that the Slavic women went to Mokosh. Pilgrimages to uh, Mokosh's stones, which these stones are breast-shaped boulders. Okay, which which, <laughs> which um, goddess was that with the teats oh. or the the hills of Den was it was Bridget? it Danu? Danu, yes. Danu, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> she With has the, the hills. hills that look yeah. like boobs, yes. Yep. So this, uh, so she had huge booby-shaped boulders um, in the Ukraine, reportedly continued through the 19th century as women petitioned her for good health and fertility. The stones had power over the land as well as the people. In the 19th century, in the Ukraine, archaeologists moved some Mokosh stones, and when a drought ensued, were blamed for it. Oh, yeah. You don't mm -hmm. move those stones. That's nope. right. So the stones were restored and fertility returned. How crazy is that? Oh, my God. I can't believe that they even thought that they had that they would move them, and that wouldn't be a big deal. Right? Well, they want to put everything deal. in a museum. It's like, no. No, they wanted to move them because they didn't it. want people to come as the pilgrimage to them because they wanted them to be Christian. I shake my fist at them. Trying to erase their, their belief systems. That's right. But the agitated Christian authorities who protested the Slavic practice of confessing, in quotes, sins to a hole in the ground rather than a priest and the use of soil during weddings uh, to represent the unification of body and soul with the earth. Um, undeterred by the pervasive revisions taking place all around them these women honored their goddess to preserve her tradition to this day so i like that good i want them. to yell into a void as well mm -hmm. 
you know, as opposed to someone that can judge me possibly. Some and, judgy Nick um, Judgerson. Yeah. And I like the idea of like the, the soil during the wedding. I mean, we do that with graves, you know, like we're bringing yeah. them back to earth, you know, and like in a wedding too, it's like, we're connecting us. Uh, that's really interesting. I like that. I have seen like, they have the sand ceremonies that a lot of people yes. do. And I wonder if it has like some roots in the idea of that. I wonder why they never did like a, a an earth ceremony like that. I'm sure that the there's some. someone's has yeah, to do mm-hmm. it. Mokosh features centrally on women's aprons. So um, with her image, like we were saying with the embroidery, directly over the life-giving place of the womb on sacred cloths for the icon icon corner in the home or on cloth and clothing tied to birch or willow trees in Russia and the Ukraine. So they wear these gorgeous aprons and over the ladiness area is mm-hmm. the image of Mokosh. I love it. All over Europe, these elements of the goddess and the divine fertility, fertile feminine can be found dis- disguised by discernible in embroidery, dances, songs, fairy tales, ritual breads, and other seasonal customs. That's that was amazing. Ready. Good job. I'm Thank proud you. Of you. That was um, a wordy one. Yeah, it was. If you actually Google um, Ukrainian uh, like headpieces, hair flowers, these women create these massive flower crowns. Oh, so they are beautiful. I don't really know if it has m- many connections to Mokosh, but I would imagine it it would. And I can only imagine the embroidery and, and things mm-hmm. that they made in her honor. So beautiful. Yep. We have an amazing interview today. Craft cocktail goddess and author herself, Julia Haddis. Craft cocktails, magic mixology. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I love that title, the craft cocktail goddess. I'm gonna have to. There you go. That. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Awesome. I think nothing. So much for ha- yeah. yeah. Nothing Gigi be- says is copyrighted, so you are fine. <laughs> Hey, what about our codependent goddesses? Oh, no, that, that's trademarked, okay? It's yeah. totally different. I love it. Thank you so much, you for, so much for being yeah. here. Yes, we, we love that you are joining us finally. Um, we've been uh, admiring your work for so long now, and we were so lucky to get um, copies of your recent book, Moon Magic Mixology. We loved demoing a little bit um, on that for you um, earlier in the year. Yeah. So much fun. And I, we just thought it was appropriate doing this Slavic goddess of moisture that we need something that's going to wet our mouths a little bit with a goddess that <laughs> works with, uh, you know, cocktails and of Slavic descent. Yes. yes. About that. Yes. I, I'm so excited you guys had me for this goddess because so I'm not, it's not something I talk about every day, but um, I'm actually like 100% Polish. I just got my Polish citizenship confirmed a couple of years ago my dad had wow, my certificate that's amazing but yeah I was really lucky that my dad took initiative compared to other people in my family um and got our, my brothers and my certificates um in Poland years ago and so I just had to confirm the citizenship to you know get all the numbers straight and everything but I am you know both sides of my family come from Poland maternal side came after World War II um partly because they were involved you know um in defending Poland against the Nazis and oh wow Russia yeah yeah and Russia came in and occupied Poland there was like this whole crazy setup which if you guys wanted to know about I know the history of that so you have a very 
close connection to what's going on right now. I do. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting though, because there's a certain nature of Polish people. I have to say like, uh, it's just so funny because um, there's, so the people that of my family that I have in Poland, they are not worried about Poland um, being attacked because um I mean, obviously, they're a, a part of um, uh, NATO, I believe. And uh-huh. so there's just certain things like that. But Polish people just have this certain, like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, like this, like, strength, but also kind of like this stubbornness. So the people, oh, relatives yes. that are in Poland, they're like, we're fine. We're not worried. But, you know, of course, they're helping people from Ukraine because we have very, very similar cultural practices. But, um, uh, the my Polish relatives here in America, of course, they're worried because they left after you know World War Two. Yeah, they so, left because of that. So yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, because their involvement in the military, um, Russia would have killed them, so they had to leave oh, after wow. World War Two. And then my dad actually left. Um, he, my dad, also came from Poland, so my paternal side, but he um, left while Poland was occupied by Russia, which happened until the Soviet Union. Um, or the SSR fell apart um, oh, in wow. like 1989, 1990. So it's just Poland and I think all of, um, you know, a bunch of Slavic countries have a very interesting history with Russia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was yeah. really excited when you, sorry, I bring it back. I could like talk I about know. No, 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 like, you're well, fine. Well, we did do I the Scottish for that too. We wanted yeah. to honor all of this as well. And we're so excited that, yeah. you know, of course you have such a but um I of course know, tell us about yeah well oh, I yeah. want to know have did you know of Mokosh before I had heard but to be honest um not in much detail and mm-hmm. so here's the thing that that is really complicated I, I know particularly about Poland I can't speak for other Slavic actually in some sense I can um they didn't actually a lot of Slavic tribes didn't have a form of writing until the Christians came in. And so I'm sure we've all heard stories of missionaries coming into different cultures that didn't have their form of writing. And so the only documents that they have, maybe they have, you know, certain symbols or statues or things like that, but the only forms of, of writing come from, um, uh, what is it called? Monks, you know, Christian monks, missionaries, things like that or whatever. So it's, it's really hard because there's a lot of stuff coming out about like Rod Navary and I, I love the revival, but the reality is, is that like, especially in, in, in Poland, um, there's a hard, it's hard to make a distinct connection to um, ancient Slavic practices because there isn't really a strong form of written record. So people are just recovering bits and pieces and filling it in. And that's not to mention that you know, even within Poland, which is just one Slavic country, um, there are many, many, many different Slavic tribes that have their own mm. versions. Yeah, of, I was going to say that. And, yeah. Yeah. So there's just so many different tribes within that one country. That's not even accounting for the other countries that have so many different Slavic tribes with just different flavors of it. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, are reviving it and piecing it together. And I have my own um, opinions about the history of um, 
Christianity and how it likes to erase <laughs> cultural <laughs> practices. I yeah. think that a lot of people have those opinions time, as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole um, other podcast. Yeah. But, you know, they, they um, Catholicized a lot of different practices. And so, you know, there are certain things. Of course, my family didn't decide to tell me some of these things until like my second book came out. But like my great grandmother was, in my opinion, a witch. And oh, wow. It didn't, it wasn't until I published my second book that my mom was like, oh, you know, I, I didn't even make this connection, Mm -hmm. but you know, your great grandmother, cause um, they, they had all immigrated. So Mm -hmm. my mom grew up with her grandmother taking care um, while, you know, her parents worked because they're immigrants, but um, she had all kinds of like, they would call it superstitions, right? About the moon, like you could only cut your hair during this moon phase. Yes, I've heard that one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, how long have I been practicing witchcraft? And it's not until I publish my second book that you decide to tell me about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just, it's in your DNA. It's in your yeah. DNA. And that's and amazing. I, and I love the fact that you brought it back to witchcraft as well, because that's the same thing with witchcraft mm-hmm. is that it's, um, it's stories told down. Nothing is ever mm-hmm. the same with each individual witch. And yeah. I loved um, when Gigi had mentioned you and said, you know, oh, hey, we're going to get this book sent to us. I'm like, awesome. How did you, and I never thought that it would be like, you know, that you could put the two together, but cocktails and witchcraft, that's just brilliant. How did you come up with that idea? Because it is, you're making a potion. You're Mm -hmm. making teas and syrups and it's, it's awesome. So tell us, please. Yeah. So going back to like the Catholicism thing, like my family's Catholic and and part of that is, is part of Russia occupying Poland and Poland's long history of Christianity. Catholicism was a way for them to maintain community. Um, And so Poland is very heavily Catholic. Obviously that's changing as these practices, you know, become popular, more modernized. Um, but that being said, you know, it was just a form of, of cultural connection, you know, churches where there's like Polish churches. And anyway, the point is, is that I had to deviate <laughs> from the path at a young age. You know, my mom like thought originally like was worried I was like worshiping the devil or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> um you know, so I ended up finding out, you know, about witchcraft, started going, you know, when I was a teenager, library, renting books, you know, all the stuff that you would do mm-hmm. um, some years ago. And then finally, um, I found out about a local metaphysical shop. It was then called the Mystic Dream. It's now called the Tour Trading Co. with COVID, they had to close um, mm. their physical location. So they went online and rebranded a little bit. But there I... I got to work under, um, you know, I went to classes there. I worked under some wonderful authors who are now published. They're published through Llewellyn. Um, but you know, like Devin Hunter, Chaz Mogan, Storm Fairy Wolf. Oh, did you? That's exciting. Yeah. And they came from very different traditions. You know, you've got Storm who does the, um, fairy brand of the fairy tradition of witchcraft we have Devin who has you know the Wicca background Mm -hmm. and is a psychic um you know and then you have Chaz who does hoodoo and they all have books about these you know things Mm -hmm. um and so you know it was just beautiful to like work under them I worked for them for years and so I learned a lot about you know witchcraft and mixing different herbal ingredients for different purposes you know a customer would come in 
okay, what is it that you have going on? How can I, um, you know, what kind of ingredients, what herbs, what candle, what colors, blah, 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 are going to help you with your magic or your intention and purpose. I took a bartending class from Groupon on a whim and ended up falling in love with bartending. And immediately I was like, well, why can't I put all of the ingredients and associations I would put into a candle or, you know, an herb blend for money into a cocktail? Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And little did I know as I continued on that journey, like I just dove in. I fucking love crap. Is swearing okay? Yeah, we can just make it an explicit okay. episode. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the Bay Area We're and the bartender in me. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, I just fucking like fell in love with bartending. I just threw myself into every niche and every part of it. You know, being in the Bay Area, we had so many fresh ingredients. The bartending guild out there was great. Lots of educational opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I went in depth, like I worked for a distillery, you know, I, I worked, I, I managed for a while, like at a restaurant, you know, I did bartending, obviously, but I just, and to live in the Bay Area, you know, you have to work multiple jobs at once in order to be able to afford sometimes even just a bedroom, but like a oh one apartment, it's just, gosh. it's so yes. expensive. Same thing down here in Orange County and oh. LA County in Southern California. Oh my it's... God. Oh, so you guys get it. Oh, yes, crazy. yes, yes, yes. I, I've got all my um, side hustles. <laughs> yes. And so like, I would work like, you know, the, all these jobs, you know, 12 plus hour days, you know, start off at the, the um, distillery, then go off to bartend, you know, until when get back home till 4am or whatever. But anyway, so, you know, you just, being so immersed in it, you know, I sought all of the educational opportunities that I could. Um, and where I was, you know, the Bay Area, and I think all of California has such a rich display of craft liqueurs, bitters, spirits. Um, it just was such a natural place to take my fascination with witchcraft and alcohol and make it blossom into the craft cocktail spectrum and as I continued on that journey I mean like the the fact is that the root of alcohol is witchcraft is religious Mm. spiritual practices you know every part of it from bitters to shrubs to liqueurs to alcohol itself you know um it all comes from uh spirituality You know, and even Mm -hmm. on the subject Mm -hmm. of today's cocktail, you've got vodka, right? Vodka comes from the, yes, (laughs) the the Slavic word voda, you know, voda. Mm -hmm. um, And it has to do with water and and water of life, you know? So it's very much ingrained, very natural fit for it. I'm excited. Can you tell us about today's cocktail? Oh, yes. Yes. Listen to this, everybody. Julia made a cocktail just for this episode. (laughs) And we'll probably get to do a little demo with her um, in the next coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that. But let's talk about this fancy little cocktail you made for us. Yes. So I don't know if you guys want to learn. Okay. So I'm going to teach you some Polish words. This this is a Yes. Yes. All right. Um, So when you talk about Makosh, um, so the the Polish and obviously different Slavic languages have a little bit of a different um, twist on the name of that goddess. But it, in Poland, the word for moist or wet is mokre. Um, oh. And so that makes perfect sense. Mokre, mokosh, or, mok, you know. Um, so perfect alignment. I love how you made that connection of like, you know, the moisture. And so for this cocktail, you know, you guys can... and. Um, 
butt in with your, um, you know, your research on the goddess, but from what I had was able to uncover about her and she takes different forms in, in different um, Slavic regions, but obviously the goddess of moisture, but also um, she was one of the main female deities in some Slavic cultures. Um, she was one of the only female main yes, deities from what yes. I've seen online. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, lots, lots of interesting stuff there. But she has a lot of associations like, you know, with, with moisture, growth, fertility, mm-hmm. um, youth. I wanted to put some flowers into this cocktail, but it had a lot going on. So I um, simmered it down to some really Polish ingredients. We've got cucumber, which is used a lot in um, in Polish and Slavic dishes. You've got mm-hmm. dill, which is also used a lot, just infamously used in um, Slavic cooking. We have a poppy honey syrup, lemon, (laughs) um, apple brandy, vodka, and um, a little bit of red wine float if you choose to add that in. Yeah. What? Um, Yes. And so it's like, this is like a wonderful cocktail for, you know, youth, fertility, peace, love, sensuality. It's herbal. It's very Polish. I don't know if you guys ever get to eat Slavic foods or find a Slavic restaurant, but the tends to be like really hearty and maybe a little heavier. So this cocktail mm-hmm. is really light and herbal and would just be like a perfect balance or oh, you can throw the red that. wine mm-hmm. on to top. To give it up some more earthiness. Have- yeah, we actually it's- here in Cleveland have a Slavic village, and um, they oh. have the best pierogies ever. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. We just um for Poland has a lot of, or you know, my family has a lot of Easter traditions, and so um you know I took my boyfriend and his mother to um a local Polish um, and Ukrainian restaurant and deli here in in. Um, where am I? I am in Maricopa. So over in Mesa. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're like, where Sorry, have I, I moved, moved this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like, just, they have a home, like fresh every day, fresh made pierogi, all mm. of like the Polish sausage, not like from American stores, but from a Polish deli is the shit. So anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, kielbasas? <laughs> yes, kielbasa. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Anyway, um, so let me go ahead. Do you guys want me to walk you through like how to make the cocktail or talk more about it? Yes, please. Okay. I know I've, I've chatted a shit ton already. So that's what you know. Hey, you um, to hear about all these mouth-watering drinks that you have, of course. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do, um, and, and I'll put, you know, official recipe in line and make sure that, you know, you guys have all the information and it links yes, to we'll you. Link it. Yes, we'll it. Yes everyone can access this, but essentially it's going to be two slices of cucumber. Um, and so cucumber again is used in a lot of Slavic dishes. There's a wonderful um, cucumber salad with dill um, and sour cream and whatnot. It's called miseria. But um, anyway, so cucumber associated with the moon in you know, a lot of witchcraft practices. So that feminine energy coming through water, water element, it's associated with beauty, you know, peace, soothing energy, healing youth. So this is a wonderful, if you want to like throw on like a little beauty mask or something with oh, cucumber while yes. you're drinking. Cucumber magic with your uh, <laughs> yes. cocktail magic. I like it. 
I'm into yes, it. Yes, you know. <laughs> um, then you're going to do a pinch of fresh dill. And so dill is used in a lot of Slavic cooking. It is great for bringing it. It's soothing. So same as um, cucumber in that way. It helps soothe. Um, it is associated with luck, love, and sensuality. Apparently it has been used as an aphrodisiac. Oh, okay. <laughs> abundance. Are... So, like, yes. <laughs> Spring okay. abundance, um, protection. Now, some sources that I checked with list dill as um a masculine herb. However, dill actually, I did a little bit of research, obviously, you know, consult with your doctor, but it actually um may possibly help balance out feminine um hormonal cycles. So I'm like, I don't know where we get the the masculine association of Dell. But anyway, so it's got that extra, you It's know, the patriarchy, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's tail. reasons for it. They want to claim everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and some, you know, as- astrology practices, they like to label things like masculine or feminine energy, but yes. really it's mm-hmm. just the label, the label mm-hmm. to describe energy. And, and an astrology book that I love uses yin and yang instead. Mm-hmm. So they probably just mean to say that Dill is a yang energy because of the aphrodisiac um, properties. Mm. But it is soothing. Yeah. And yeah. it's, anyway, <laughs> releasing a lot of Polish cooking helps add in that herbal flavor. Um, then we have poppy seed honey syrup. Yes. So poppy seeds are used in a lot of Slavic cooking. I'm sure everyone knows about like poppy seed rolls, just delicious stuff um and so for a honey syrup honey syrup is a one-to-one ratio of sugar to hot water and so for this you would just take a tablespoon of poppy seeds put it in a jar pour about a half cup of hot water over it let it steep like a tea and then you'd add in the same amount a half cup of honey um and you can let it infuse in the in the fridge if you like for an extra day or so but you can also use it right away and so we actually made a honey when we did your cocktail, um, we had oh. tried a couple of them and we had them in the fridge for, I'm not, um, but we did not let them infuse as long as we had hoped, but it, oh. just, it was so fun <laughs> figuring out like, okay, how are we going to make these syrups? You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the key thing is like the tea part. Like I just got to yes. get like boiling hot mm-hmm. water on that shit. Um, but it's just, I love making syrups. You know, oftentimes like you can just take a fucking tea bag and put some hot water and add sugar and you got a syrup. Anyway. <laughs> it's um, using so what you have around you, right? Yes. Yes. Accessible. And so um, poppy seeds are associated with the moon. So again, that feminine energy with water, that water element. So again, that moisture, fertility, love, again, sleep, rest, so that peacefulness, energy, money, luck. So oh, yeah, all of this spring, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> so it's very like peaceful, rejuvenating, but fertility, abundance, love, sensuality, the perfect spring cocktail, like with Beltane. Sounds I mean, so this kind good. Of, oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Coming up. Yeah. And we have this series of Taurus Libra eclipses um, yes we do so coming lunar, up right mm-hmm. it's a and busy week that week new moon yes. and everything too mm-hmm. yes and those are ruled by venus right and so mm-hmm. venus has obviously these are more moon oriented but it has a lot of course close correlations with these ingredients as far as their water element feminine energy you know love um fertility type stuff 
Okay, then we have, you're gonna add in, okay, so you've got your poppy seed honey syrup. You're gonna add an ounce of that into the concoction. Um, you will add an ounce of fresh lemon juice. So it's with the moon, the water element again. We've got, you know, joy, happiness, longevity, purification, just great to tap on to the lunar themes of this cocktail. Um, and then we have a half ounce of apple brandy. Apple is associated with Venus, the element of water. It's great for love, healing, longevity, wisdom, fertility, magic manifestation. So if you want to manifest some money in abundance, this is great for that. Apple, um, while Poland particularly, I can't speak for other Slavic countries, they didn't make apple brandy until a little bit later on. Um, okay. They actually, but they've always had apples and apples have been a huge part of Polish cooking and food, like these apple squares. If I ever meet you guys in person, I'm just going to have to like cook some Polish food for you because yeah, I am getting hungry amazing. talking oh about this. I'm like, we're going to have I drinks and food and it's going to be a feast. Yes. Um, Anyway, so apple is a really big ingredient in a lot of Slavic cultures for that reason. And so since it's associated with all these things, apple brandy was a good, you know, mixture for, you mm -hmm. know, the cucumber and whatnot. Um, then we're going to add in an ounce and a half of vodka. Of course, we have to have vodka mm -hmm. for Slavic cultures. So an interesting thing, actually, a lot of people think that vodka... Um, is made from potatoes. Vodka can actually be made from any organic substance, yes. but it is brought to such a high proof. And actually, it is more likely. So the first vodka was not made from potatoes. It was actually more likely made from rye because rye is the only um, or one of the few grains that will actually stay, stay through winter, the harsh winters oh, that you have. Oh, and that's you know, you in, lots of alcohol to warm you up. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. in that area. Um, and so, and then, you know, potatoes came along because they were, you know, an, an easier, um, more cost-effective um, ingredient. But, um, and it's debated whether the first vodka was made in Poland or Russia. Of course, I am on the side of Poland. But, you know, a lot of what we would do in traditional Polish culture is do bison infused. You got bison grass, not bison. Sorry. Oh, bison I was going to say, grass. I'm like, how do we infuse? A hunk of bison and <laughs> pop it in. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for that. I was like, thank God I caught myself. Yes. Grass. <laughs> yeah infused um vodka that would be a traditional oh, thing that they would okay. do Interesting. so um and i forgot to mention beyond the poppy seeds honey is used a lot in polish cooking you've got like different honey um honey baked goods they would have mm -hmm. a honey liqueurs are very popular in polish history um, anyway so you're gonna you've got all of those you got your cucumber you got your dill you got your poppy seed honey um you've got your lemon you have your apple brandy your vodka you're gonna add ice you're going to give it a nice strong shake and double strain it because we have all of these yeah. fun herbal ingredients that yeah. we don't really want to be get stuck in our teeth while we're drinking <laughs> um and then you're gonna double strain it and you can enjoy it like that if you want garnish like with the cucumber and a pretty dill you know for you know youth and, and abundance and peace but um and you can enjoy it like a nice light crisp cocktail and it's really rejuvenating and flavor it really hits at like the heart center when I drink these things I like to pay attention particularly to like when I really sip it with intention how do I feel and experience it and so mm -hmm. this one really hits 
like at the heart level, you just feel like this kind of zinging energy through you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like yeah. that rejuvenation after a fresh rain, right? And then yes. if you like, you can also top or float a quarter ounce of red wine atop and wine made from grapes associated with moon, water, more of that fertility manifestation, you know, uh, money, abundance, magic in there. So this is just like a great, like a water element, um, mokre, you know, cocktail, mokosh cocktail for, you know, spring, you know, rejuvenation, abundance and, and youthful energies. I love it. And also the cocktail (laughs) looks beautiful with that red wine float. She's showed us some pictures as well. I mean, that was a lot of work. I love it. And this is the kind of detail and intention that throughout her writing. So you need books, you need to get witchcraft cocktails, you need to get moon magic mixology, and you can learn so much about so many amazing drinks and you can make them virgin mocktails if you're not an alcohol drinker and you could still have the same intentions with them without the liquor if you want to but all of her writing has all that thought so this is just a little peep into her mind right now where you're getting a nice little uh, (laughs) preview into like before you get her books yes (laughs) thank you that's so sweet I did actually want to say on that subject like for people listening who don't want to imbibe um you know alcohol at the moment some substitutions you can make for the apple brandy you can muddle fresh apple slices you can try apple juice instead the same amount maybe Mm -hmm. um and then you could do soda water instead of vodka if you like or you can just you know stick to kind of more on the apple juice side and then instead of red wine you have some options as far as you can try um so red currants or sorry currants um black currants are very popular in like Every time I go to Poland, I get black currant juice. So you can add a little bit of black currant on top instead of red wine or, you know, pomegranate juice or whatever you like. Oh, so wow. That sounds a delicious as well. Yeah. Anyway, I have to thank you guys for, like, like letting me do this cocktail for this because it's been such a pleasure to, like, just own my own um, Polish ancestry, especially since there's not a lot of records as, and people are trying to, you know, rejuvenate this practice in their own ways. It's just nice to be able to, through my own witchcraft practice, you know, take out my Polish ancestry and put all these experiences into this cocktail. Aww, so thank so you so much for the journey. Inspiring for you. I love that. I love how you can connect within and, and connect with this status deeper because of finding these connections, you know, of um, your ancestry and whatnot. It's just it's very beautiful. And I love that we were able to connect that for you. I love it. I did want to say, did you guys want to know how to say cheers in Polish? Of course. No. Let's see. Let's hear. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. So yes, I'm, I want to know. <laughs> I was like, wait, I will no, say it aloud and then I'll give you some options because, um, so you would say Nastrovia. Um, Nastrovia? So nas- yeah. Oh my God. You got a, po- a girl. How <laughs> That was She's the one that says all this stuff. I know. Nastrovia. <laughs> there. Yeah, you got it. You were all right, perfect. Good. <laughs> Yay, Nastrovia. Nastrovia. Yes. So for anyone listening, um, my brother would say that you could slur nice driveway and it sounds somewhat similar. So nice if you driveway. can't pull off Nastrovia. Nice yeah. <laughs> I love driveway. Okay. Not bad. I love it. That actually works. Do you know I will never forget that now? 
<laughs> I love it. Gosh, oh, Julia, so thank you, thank so, you much. so much. This is amazing. It. It's a pleasure. Um, can you tell everybody how they can find you? And we'll have all your info in the show notes as well. But um, yeah. yeah. So um, probably the best places to connect with me at the moment because things are always changing and shifting. Um, so witchcraftcocktails.com is where I keep most of my up-to-date information. And then, you know, Instagram, I'm over at witchcraftcocktail with no S because someone stole that, although I have trademarked that name, so I can probably steal it back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. This is mine. <laughs> yeah, I made sure I trademarked that um, for, you know, future use. But um, so that's the best place to um, get all my information. I did want to say really quickly, like, I love what you guys are doing with your podcast. You're covering so many different feminine, you know, female goddesses, deities that just like, you don't hear about a lot of the time. People don't talk about these things. And you guys like do research. You're so conversational. It's fun listening to you. And I just love hearing about these different deities that no one else talks about, you know? You guys do a great job. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you. Oh my God. It's so, so great sad. finally talking to you. And I can't wait. Yeah. More. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that was such a great interview. That was so amazing. I actually forgot we were on a podcast. I thought we were just talking to her. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was just like so amazing to hear all of her history with the goddess of her family and uh, and how she connected the drink so thoroughly. That was amazing. I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah. So cool. But thank um, you so much. Let's get this show going. And yes. uh, tell me some correspondences. All right, let's go. Well, let's talk about some correspondences. If you would like to worship this deity or show some respect to her, um, symbols would be wheat and grains honey, mokosh stones, spindles, and embroidered clothing. Her colors would be greens, browns, reds, and yellows. We know mm. that Ukraine lo- loves their yellow, you know, yellow with the flag and blue. blue and yellow. Yep. Animals, sheep, spider, butterflies, and bees. And the plants or um, trees would be the lime tree, which is interesting to me. I would not think of citrus being associated with her, but I love that. Mm-hmm. Other goddesses that she is um, similar to or associated with is um, Gia, Demeter, and Brigid. Um, or is that Gaia? Gaia, yeah. Okay, so it was a, okay, so Gaia, Demeter, and Brigid. And the celebration season would be in bulk time. Gems and metals associated with her are red jasper, tiger's eye, sodalite, and chevron amethyst. Mm, I like uh, sodalite. Mm-hmm. one of my faves no oracle cards this time um but in closing mokosh brings the water of life and protects the life-giving waters on which human and animals existence depends in this way mokosh gives life to plants and animals and is often portrayed with them she is an important slavic mother goddess embodying fertility femininity prosperity protection health good luck abundance, and a successful future. Okay, well, thank you all so much for being a part of this episode with us. You know, we're trying to do something to honor everything that's going on with Ukraine and Russia right now. And finding this ancient goddess was just such a special thing for us to try to 
give to you all to learn about because she is, you know, not heard of much. And it was so great that we had Julia on board to yes, thank share you, some Julia. of her history with it. Yes. I mean, really? it was, it was a big one and I hope that everything starts to calm down over there and that we can all like, you know, start to right. be bettered with one another. Got to put her moisture over there. Yes. Yes. Moist. Gotta like dampen all the energy like mm. smother it with the moisture <laughs> i don't know why i'm like Damn. i'm trying to get it all out before i can I oh my goodness miss Gigi, how can everyone find us well you can find us on instagram at goddess chat leos and yes. you can also find us um via email at goddess chat at yahoo.com yes um go ahead and dm us on instagram or check it out if you want to like see fun things that we share or pretty pictures of the goddesses and if you want to email us um it's more to talk about if you want to collaborate or to give us some inspo or just to you know tell us anything that you love about us because you know we love hearing about us uh, we, we are love leaders. being complimented <laughs> yes leo forever and please rate and review yes please yes you. thank you so much thank you thank julia you. thank you thank you julia thank you Gigi, for talking all, to me all of our goddess lovers thank you thank you, and thank you nicole for being an amazing amazing goddess yourself oh, no, no 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 thank you <laughs> all right love your faces bye Mwah. Bye.